0: Hello, everybody. This is John Hanson. I'm the host of It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast. And this is episode 80, and it's a fun one. It's a good chat with the Southside native who is really finding a groove. In Chicago's stand-up comedy scene And this is after years of her battling it out Grinding her way through the improv world here Her name is Maggie Winters And we'll meet her in just a moment A couple quick reminders You can rate, review, subscribe to the podcast Tell your friends You can watch our TV show on the block It's on Thursday nights at 7pm on the U Saturday mornings at 10 And Sunday afternoons, evenings What's 6.30pm? Afternoon, evening? Uh, on CW26 And you go to a full CW26Chicago.com website where we have a list of all the listings, if that's confusing. And of course, you can subscribe to our newsletter and consider becoming a donor to the Block Club Chicago Newsroom. As you might know, we're a nonprofit and uh, most of the money that uh, goes to producing this great website, podcast TV show. It all comes from our readers and listeners and our viewers. So thanks so much. Oh, and nothing crazy, but we are talking to a stand-up comic and I'm about to play a clip from one of her shows, so like, yeah, you might hear a swear or two. Just a fair warning. It's all good.
1: People in conversation constantly will like mention somebody, and I'm like pretend like I'm supposed to know who that is. They'll be like, "Oh, Joe Biden." I'll be like, "For sure, for sure." They'll also say words like, "I'm dumb," like I don't know big words, and people will just like throw words at me, like they like oh, superfluous. I'm like, "Huh? What the fuck are you talking about? Say normal." Whew, I'm, I'm pissed off. The first time somebody was talking to me, and they were like, it's "I don't know if it's the former or the latter." I was like, "I need a fucking ladder to climb up to my brain to figure out what the fuck you're talking about." I went to state school. Anybody else?
0: Yeah. That's Maggie Winters. She learned a lot about comedy right here in Chicago. And as we'll soon find out, a teensy bit in Florida, too. Uh, But it's here in Chicago where she's performing to sold-out audiences. It's where she worked her ass off in the cutthroat improv world. And it's where she grew up in the Beverly neighborhood.
1: Southside, you know, strong Irish community. Um, my parents have a huge St. Patrick's Day party every year in Southside Irish Parade. My dad painted our basement green. It's half green, <laughs> half the White Sox, like his <laughs> dedication of being an Irish, like White Sox lover, like mm-hmm. hardcore. My dad is a huge White Sox fan to the point where like, he gets mad if you don't pick a side anti Chicago fan. And then he's made me the same. So if someone's like, I like both. I go, how, how dare you? No,
0: see, I'm a diehard Cubs fan, but I respect a White Sox fan more than I respect a, well, like both of them.
1: Exactly. Same. Mm-hmm. We're on the same side here.
0: Where'd you go to high school?
1: I went to Mother Macaulay, all girl, Catholic high school.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I really enjoyed Macaulay. Um, it was when I went to college and I finally had boys in my class. So I was like, whoa, I, the first day of, of college, some, like someone made a, like, that's what she said joke. And I was like, oh my God, boys are back. <laughs> <laughs> I did theater at Macaulay, um, mm-hmm. which it has like a gorgeous theater, but I couldn't, I don't know how to sing. So I was always like, like, we're going to put you in the chorus. I was like, oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs>
0: so you weren't someone that is like, oh my God, high school were those terrible years that I draw from. You actually enjoyed your experience.
1: No, yeah, definitely. I mean, we all have our parts of ourselves that were like, I wish I could go back and be like, don't wear low rise jeans, Maggie. You're too tall for that. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> you're plus size and you're tall. Don't wear low rise jeans. But I had fun. Yeah, I had fun in, in school for sure.
0: And you have a couple of brothers. I imagine that helps uh, give you com- comedic fodder.
1: Yes. I My two other brothers, Liam and Bart, who went to Rice, which is next door to Macaulay. Right. And um, they, yeah. I mean, growing up, like, I hated them. I was like, these two freaks get away from me. <laughs> and like, And then when I became older and they, like, you know, taught me about, they, like, introduced me to all the comedy I loved, like Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and... Just, you know different movies and and then they're they're musicians they're uh then the local chicago indie scene oh, cool. yeah so they come to my shows i go to their show they just played sleeping village and on friday and i played i did my solo show there so we were like god we're obsessed with sleeping village <laughs> <laughs> we're addicted.
0: So, an, so an artistic family were your parents did your parents encourage that growing up like no was that my a-
1: mom was begging us to go to grad school business school <laughs> She was like, please, someone go to business school. And we're all like, no, we're going to do art, actually. And she's like, so any one time people are like, oh, I love that your kids do like all this creative stuff. Like, what's your secret? She's like, tell them to go to business school because they're not going to (laughs) listen. They're not going to listen.
0: They won't do anything else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So did you always like know the stage was something you wanted to, to do or did it just slowly happen? Like, that's what you liked. That's what you did. You started, you kept on doing it. And now here you are.
1: I I kind of always knew I was obsessed with attention. Obviously, I was the youngest girl, and I feel like I was like putting on plays for my family. And then my mom finally got me into theater, and I was like, "Oh, being in the spotlight is addicting. Mm-hmm. Got to do it." But the comedy side, I think, came from like <laughs> I always say this, and it sounds like sad, but it's not. Like I'm always like not being like cute when I was younger, so I was like, "Let me get on the defense with my comedy. Let me make people laugh." Mm-hmm. And then when it worked, I was like, "Okay, let's make let's make money off of this somehow." <laughs> <laughs> what do you, What do you
0: mean by "let's get on the defense"?
1: Like, I I talk about this in my show too. Like, I would be like, "Okay, people maybe don't like what I look like. I was like a bigger girl. Maybe uh, if they think I'm funny, like they'll like me. Like, you know, when you're young, like anything to get people to like you. Even though when you're and then you're older, you're like, I hated that person. Why did I care?
0: <laughs> right? But
1: yeah, a self
0: deprecating." Yeah. uh Laugh was uh was big. It was huge for me in high school too, right? It gets people to like you, and then you you look back, you're like, oh man, that wasn't good.
1: Yeah, because you're shitting on yourself or people who you don't care about. Now I'm better at like I can still be self deprecating, but. If someone else tries to like it, I'm, like, I'm way better at being like, and you can't say that actually. Right. <laughs> and hold on. Yeah.
0: Well, you bring up such a good point. And boy, this is now, now we're in like a little therapy session here. Yeah. Good because morning, you're, everybody. <laughs> you're right. Because if you made the joke first, your friends wouldn't make it or your, your people that walked the halls wouldn't make it. But then if they jumped on it, you'd, te- you'd be forced to laugh with them at that point, And you invited it. And now exactly. at least you can say up for yourself.
1: Now. Yeah. Now at 33, I say, um, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, well, it took was 33 <laughs> years and now there we go. It's a third of a life of just self-deprecating <laughs> depression. And now here we are. No, um, you went to ISU. Yes. Uh, did you do theater? Because I know it has a great theater program at ISU.
1: Uh, Well, the thing is, is I minored in theater because I was like, s- not scared even, but I was like, I don't know. if. Majoring in theater is fun, but also like if you don't have the talent, what's, you know, I also, I was scared. Let's, let's, right. I mean, I'm denying it. So I minored and I kind of did a little bit of um, stuff there, but I would say that I, not enough. Mm-hmm. I wish go. I like looking back, I wish I was a little bit more into it. Um,
0: do you feel like, cause I feel like I backed into a career in like radio TV and stuff because I always knew I wanted to do it, but I never thought I actually could. So I kind of just like dipped my toe in like adjacent, but like yes. refused to like jump in until it's like, Oh wait, I'm in the pool already.
1: Yeah. I think I was like, I want to do comedy. I want to be an act, you know, comedic actor, but I'm, I'm scared. Like, because when you, when you like minor in acting, they still make you do the dramatic stuff you have to practice both and it was like well is this for me like i don't um and i didn't make they have one like they have a really good improv team at isu and i didn't make it and i think that made me like spiral where i was like okay well maybe maybe it's not for me it's like one audition and i was like okay i'm tapping out (laughs) (laughs) i'm done okay i'm good It's gonna work like yeah in this industry they tell you literally like you have to get a thousand no's for one yes like okay okay
0: doesn't make it easy
1: no, it's exhausting.
0: Each and every one of them is terrible. Yeah. Um so then did you move to, back to Chicago immediately after college or what?
1: No. I, I actually moved to Florida to work for Disney World. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. I I'm a full Disney adult. No, I <laughs> I do joke and say that I am, but like I'm not a real one, I would say. I think mm-hmm. I think I'm not as hardcore. But I there's this the Disney College program. And I was like, I think it'd be fun just to, like, go work there and see what... My mom was, like, obsessed and took us all the time. We were really, like, lucky kids. We got to go, and she kind of, like, made me have a love for it. So I was, like, went down there, and I was a full-blown carny. I was running rides.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, really? Wait, like, as a performer, or is, like, I hit the buttons and go? No,
1: I was a full, like, like, press the buttons, get people, make sure safety. Like, I definitely auditioned to be a character, but, like, you have to be such... Like to be a face character, you have to like you can't have eye eczema. Come on, but you have to be like very <laughs> specific um, height, weight. Uh, you have to be able to dance. You know, it wasn't. And then they have like different comedy things, but you kind of have to work your way up there in the entertainment side. I mean, not on all sides. But I just went there. Just I had friends going, and I was like, let's just go and, and I dressed as a space cop every day and ran rides.
0: Do you? Are you glad you did that?
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I I think I was there for six months, and oh, okay, that was that was enough.
0: I thought you were about to say like that was a decade and <laughs> yeah. a decade of carny life, and here I am. <laughs> okay, six months. No, no, okay, six okay. Months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you know what? Honestly, I, I had a I worked out of college. I like got a little radio station downstate, and then I like quit it all, and I went to D.C. thinking like this is going to be the big thing for me, and I was terrible at it, and it was a humbling job. And I honestly feel like everyone kind of needs that kicking the ass at some point in life
1: yes yeah you need a job where you actually do like a good amount of work and you're like oh yeah this is this is good and also it gave me like a bunch of funny stories and like life lessons for sure
0: did you know when you were collecting these funny stories that they would end up being funny stories for comedy or did you write these down like thinking or do you like look back now and you're like oh my god that happened i gotta get that in my act
1: yeah, it's a letter like I cuz I was really scared of stand up for a long like I always thought like oh I'll go do improv but I was like stand ups for the boys like scared of stand up um and then when I started trying to be like what could I talk about on stage I was like oh yeah I have all these like psychotic stories from like working times <laughs> um, like I even like when I worked at subway in college like all these little things like came flooding back to me and I was like I got to talk about this Definitely like a storyteller kind of stand up, which some people shit on, but whatever. Go I off. love
0: storytelling. Thank you. Well, and also like it like gets the audience involved because I'm sure people know when they worked at Subway or something similar. Yes. Like everyone can nod along to these stories because it's and then laugh along. Um, then stand up is just well, you do it successfully, <laughs> it's just like this insane beast Uh, people think like improv is hard i think stand-up has got to be the most terrifying thing until you get that first big laugh it's got to be like this tight walk or uh, a walk
1: yes i uh, agree 100 percent. like that i improv is you have a whole team with you like if you go down you go down together stand up you're up there alone and people don't tend to heckle sometimes they do during improv but like stand-up people sometimes think it's just like let's just Let's just have a conversation. It's like, no, I'm (laughs) up here. Um, But I took this class um, at the Lincoln Lodge called Femcom, which is to get women to do Mm -hmm. stand-up. Started by Carmen Esposito. So that was like a huge, really cool thing. Like I recommend to anyone... That just got me like, and at the time they're like, You're gonna write five minutes of stand up. And I was like, Five minutes is crazy. And now if someone was like, You're only gonna do five minutes, I'd be like, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, What are you talking about?
0: Um, is it more is stand up the most rewarding thing you've gotten to do? And yeah. is, is the fear end up paying off when you get off stage and you're like, Well, that was all me.
1: Yes. When you get those big laughs, like it's oh my God, it's like it's a high for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm all about, it. and then when you don't get to let, you're like, I'm going to spiral for a few days. Just fine. <laughs> it's fine? Friday will like come the, again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So you worked at Disney for like six months. You come yeah. back to Chicago soon after that, or is there yes. more, or, or do, are there other carnivals and other <laughs> places you worked at?
1: I toured the country. No, I, yeah, I came back and I was like, I want to do improv. I want to go to IO. I want to go to second city. Um, and my brother actually at the time he he wants he's into writing comedy so he was like taking the classes he's terrified of being on stage but to, like watch him go through it and then i went through it and um and then also didn't make a team at first at IO
0: for people that don't know you go through levels of classes and then at the end yes. you audition to get on teams and that's like a big thing if you can get on one and yes, you didn't at Herald first team. Yeah. i did not at
1: first and i was like and it's crazy to watch like so many people don't get a team and then they're like, all right, I'm done with comedy. Like I tried it. Over. And I was like, and I'm staying, and you're going to not get rid of me. And then eventually did make one and then just like eventually made Virgin Daiquiri, which like is this historic all female team at IO. And it was just so cool. And then the pandemic said goodbye. Um, <laughs> Do you feel like before- you were like
0: getting momentum going and like really starting to go. And then the pandemic hit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I was kind of there in the improv world, but I just started doing stand up and I was very excited to like see where it led. And then it was like, bye. um."
0: It leads back to home on a (laughs) Zoom stand up. Oh my
1: (laughs) God. I did a few of those and I was like, this is horrifying. I mean, it was like, what else? (laughs) What else you do? What else are you going to do? Yeah. And that's Uh, why I started making videos too because I was like, I need to make these videos.
0: You're. Videos are really funny. I don't even know how to describe it because it's a different beast. You don't go up there and tell a joke. You have to like, and what what you do so successfully is you, you act out a scene, you take on a character, (laughs) but like no background. You don't need to like explain it all. Right. I feel like in a way the reels or the, the Instagrams or TikToks of the world do kind of like put us in a frame where it's like, you don't need set up punch. You need to like, just, you are someone new and in a weird situation and it's a, it's a different kind of funny.
1: (laughs) It is. It's so, it's, it's really, Uh. I, I mean, so many people like before me were like doing these, they call them front facing videos. And I was like, oh, I want to jump on board, but yeah, it's like, how, what do I, what am I good at? And I did, my brother did help me like write the first few that I did that were successful. And then going from there, it was just like, sometimes you say like POV, I'm a crazy woman. And then people are like, okay, now nah, I understand. But for the most part, yeah, you're just like, this is someone in a weird situation. I'm gonna go off. We'll see mm-hmm. if it works. For sure. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> 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 and the and the kids on TikTok will let you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: immediately. Immediately wasn't great. Yeah. Consider taking it down. <laughs> um, okay. So you've had a lot of oh, let's just talk for a second about the state of Chicago comedy, if you don't mind. Uh, Which I know has probably been a conversation for like 70 years that people, you know, talk about. But like, you know, it was like seen as like this pipeline to SNL. And like that was seen as like the why Chicago is on the map. Yeah. But like even without that wrinkle, which of course it still can be. Do you consider Chicago still a vibrant comedic scene?
1: Absolutely. I think improv specifically is going through a struggle right now because... IO had to reestablish themselves. Second city kind of, you know, had a a shift, but I think the best thing about Chicago comedy is like people move here to like really learn the craft. Cause we don't really have industry here. So when you go to LA or New York, you're like doing it. Maybe someone will be in the audience. Maybe something, someone will know some, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Here? You're just like, you're doing it on a Tuesday to like three drunk people. And like, but you're doing it for the love of it. You know, like, and I always, I just don't think that will die. And it's, a lot of people moved during the pandemic. That was like a big thing. And a lot of people like still harass me as like why I'm still here. And I'm like, because I just love Chicago. And I love like the comedy scene. I I would, the, the pool would be way bigger in those, in different cities. You know, mm-hmm. it's like nice to be here and get like way more opportunities. Yeah, to just I,
0: do it a lot, right?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, just,
0: gotta- I just want, like, I, I hope that, like, is Chicago a destination for places or do you still feel like it's a stepping stone for certain people? Can can people make long term comedy careers? I'm not sorry if this is making me like make you think like I'm questioning all your life choices, by the way. That is not what I'm, I'm like, saying.
1: I, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I have to leave right no. now and move. No. <laughs> no, um, it's a it's a tough question because. At the end of the day, I think the pandemic changed a lot of things like. Audition wise, you used to have to be in LA because you Mm -hmm. you have to go in person. Now everything is self taped, so you can be here for that, and you can also you know if you get a gig and not like so much stuff doesn't film in LA anymore. So you can like have your home base be here and then go film wherever. Come back. I think, um, I think it's hard like because we don't have. That's the 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 negative side of not having industry here is like if you want a full time comedy job, it's let there's less opportunity. You mm-hmm. know, we have so many you know Dick Wolf shows, but it's like we I'm like begging all the time. I'm like I want to bring like way more comedies to Chicago. It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. At the industry, what's helped me get these shows here? <laughs> no, um,
0: Tag industry, yeah, and was- the, yeah,
1: and then New York has like the late night shows and obviously right. SNL and like huge stand up scene and. I think it is kind of still a stepping stone city. I I I think m- my dream is that it could be a, a place to land.
0: You can make it that,
1: right? Yeah, it's why like, I'm, it it can as take- if I'm still here. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I mean, I think we all adore Chicago. That's why, I mean, if you're listening to a podcast from Block Club Chicago, <laughs> you clearly love Chicago. Shout um, out to you. Yeah. Yeah. Block Club. Uh, yeah. I'm lucky to work with a lot of great people who love our city and, uh, and uh, talk to people like you that do too. Okay. So yeah. um, the reason why you came on my radar and, oh, just, I want to preface this is just saying mm-hmm. is that I've seen you perform. Uh, we were talking before we started the interview at like every comedy club there is because I would just <laughs> go to shows me. And my husband would just, oh, it's Friday. Let's pop over to annoyance or let's go to IO. And um, you're just very recognizable and you have a very uh, strong stage presence uh, in improv. I haven't seen you do, do stand up. Where can people like find you now? Like, is it or are you do you have a regular schedule or is it best just to kind of follow your social media handles and you let people know where you are?
1: Yeah, I would say follow me on Instagram uh, at saggy splinters, saggy with an I E, because my <laughs> I do like just ran rend- my schedule changes month to month. But I mean, like location wise, like the Lincoln Lodge, um, annoyance for sure. Like there's tons of different little s- spots all over the city that, and I, tr- I I try my best to like promote the shows I'm doing every month.
0: I in the article I loved the uh, Chicago fried. Uh, Ch- Chicago fried comedian. Yes. Yeah,
1: somebody, a New Yorker, called me that. They were like the Chicago fried comedian. I was like, I love that. I'm stealing that <laughs> um, because I want to be like, and I think I've achieved that. Maybe like truly known for being like a Chicago girly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some except for one time, someone was like, "Are you from Ohio?" And I was like, "I'm gonna end it all." <laughs> 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 no offense. No offense, but kind of. Why did someone think you were from Ohio? Just, I don't, I, th- they they needed help. Fast. <laughs> that's on them. That is yeah, not on, on you. On, thank yeah. you.
0: Um. You, when you kind of touched on this the idea of like women in, in stand up. You know, I think that's changing. Just maybe not. Maybe I'm just really naive to this. Or, but like, do you feel like there is a stronger role for women in not role? Is there more women doing stand up comedy now than before?
1: There's definitely more, but then there's still like, The ratio of men to women I think is still pretty dramatic well because I will do like these like all like either women and non-binary shows or like all women shows and uh you know I do like a few of those and then I'll show up to a show and I'll be like oh you're the only woman on the lineup and I'm like taking right I'm like whoa like it is it is interesting like where some days you really think like oh it's it's even now and then the next you're like there's not a woman in sight on this show. Hmm, right. <laughs> or they'll be like, it's you and a gay guy. You guys are kind of the same. And you're like, oh, cool, <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> Literally, they're like, you guys are, you know, the different ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um what makes you laugh? Like what shows or 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 comedians do you watch <sighs> and you just die?
1: Oh my God. Um my favorite uh uh staff let's flats. It's actually a British show. Ooh. It's, it's, I don't know it. It's, it's on HBO Max. Um, and it's, um, Dimitri. Um, oh my God. his last name. His sister is on, uh, what we do in the shadows. Mm. Natasha, which is another show that I love. You're like, I don't know the show. Either. I was just gonna say <laughs> that was a
0: that was one of those mm, like a knowing, mm, but yeah. it was total. bullshit. <laughs> I have no That's, idea what you're talking about.
1: What I what we do in the shadows is on Hulu, but Staff Let's Flats, I just discovered last year and it like made me cry. It's just like about a guy who rents apartments, um, Jamie Dimitrio, and he has a special on Netflix. My favorite show growing up was Arrested Development. I was always like crying, laughing at that. and. My friend uh, Parker Callahan makes me laugh more than anyone. I think he's like, I had him open for my solo show. I think he's one of the, like a genius. Like everything he does, I'm kind of like, I kind of get pissed off because I'm like, why didn't I think of that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything upcoming, this is going to post here. If you're listening to this, this is on Thursday, May, whatever that is, the 11th. And do you have anything coming up in the next couple of weeks you want to shout
1: out? Yeah, May 19th at the Color Club. I'm doing a show called Don't Break where basically it's like 10 comedians and whoever like laughs or smiles, like gets kicked off. And I, I'm saying come to the show, but I also going to probably break first, but it'll be fun <laughs> to watch me do that. And then, um, yeah, I hopefully we'll do some good summer stuff. I was going to say my solo I'm doing it at my solo show again, but it's sold out. So you can't, oh, wait when is it? <laughs> May uh, 26th.
0: Oh, and it's already sold
1: out. Yeah, I I don't know why, how or why.
0: <laughs> what does that make you feel like you have a sold out show in like 3 weeks from now?
1: I feel sick to my stomach. No, I feel really excited. Um especially having already done the show, it's cool to like to like, you know, tweak it and do it again.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I I feel like you're this uh really I don't want to say up and coming. Cause I feel like that, uh, uh, no, I insulting? love salty. Okay, cool. No, yeah. Cause like you put in the grind, you're a hustler, right? Like I, and I, I think that those are the kind of comedians or actors or performers that people really like, like you didn't shoot to stardom at 23 or 24. You have been grinding for a while. And yeah. I imagine you will until you can like, you always will. I just feel like no matter what you're going to keep going.
1: My mom is always like terrified. She's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to make money if you ever qu- have to quit your job? Because I still have my day job. And I'm like, I'm always like, I don't, I don't have any, if I, if I make it big and then I drop off, like, I don't care. I'll apply to jobs. Like i am never, I'll, I'll always be trying. She's like, okay. I'm like, that's, that's the, that's that South side. It's Beverly. Beverly, yeah, come on.
0: It's those Beverly roots.
1: I was like, I'll join the union one. I don't care. Three ninety nine. You'll be dying the
0: river or something yeah. like <laughs> St. Yeah. Patrick's Day, and it will be a full circle moment for your whole family.
1: <laughs> she used to be a comedian, but now she dies the river. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd kind of like to see that, actually. That'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Good luck with that career path. Well, The Block Club would absolutely write an article about former Beverly Star now uh, shucking orange powder off the boat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to dye the Chicago
1: River. That's so
0: That'd be awesome. Meg, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for uh, joining me here today.
1: Thank you so much, John. What a blast.
0: It was fun. It was Maggie Winters on Instagram and TikTok at saggy splinters. I'm just kidding right now that Maggie Winters, bold names rhyme with saggy splinters. It's S-A-G-G-I-E like Maggie. Yeah, that was another hint. Splinters. And it's a really great follow. And that'll do it for It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast. Till next time, I'm John Hanson, and uh, we'll drop another pod on you next week.